Hey everybody, on today's Locked On Bama, we're going to talk some Jordan Addison, and we're going to talk just some other odd and end recruiting stuff. Everybody loves recruiting, we love recruiting, so stick with us because we're going to talk about football recruiting with the University of Alabama. So uh, stick with us. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, 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 good. Man, we're getting there. Uh, I do the countdown on on three uh, every day, counting down towards fall camp. Today was 92 uh, as we record. That means we are literally 13 weeks from the offseason being over. Can you believe it? Today's Thursday uh, as we record. Is today Thursday? Yeah, uh, as we record. And uh, 13 weeks from today is the NFL Hall of Fame game. Isn't that crazy? Man, that's awesome. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the schedule release for the NFL next year. Next uh next next week, next week. May 12th. Mm-hmm. Um Jimmy, let's start with uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Bama the first place you go to listen. Had a great podcast yesterday with our boy Philip Stutz. And Philip, meanwhile, has texted me. You know, I just send him I, whenever we have a guest, I like to text him, say thanks, because I'm southern like that. That's what my family is. I'm like, uh, Brian, what's his name? Uh, what's at LSU now. What the heck happened to Jimmy? Fog. Bro, oh, you got a, yeah, you got a phone call, didn't you, Jimmy? You got a phone I did, call. I did. I did. I suppose I need to send out a text to every single person in my contacts. Podcasting, no one called me for 20 minutes. But That's pretty smooth. Um, but anyway, uh, I sent him a text. I sent Philip a text and said, hey, you know, just thanks for joining us. He said, you know, I want to come on again. And um, I got some other stuff I really want to let you know, uh, some of it about other schools and how they're screwing their NIL stuff up. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> as long as these other schools are SEC and Alabama rivals, I'm all for that, man. Everybody, <laughs> look, people, I've learned this very quickly. The Eagles had it right. Or was it uh, was it just Glenn Fry? Or who the hell was it that had a dirty laundry? Was it the Eagles that dirty laundry? Or was that I Glenn think that Fry was or? a Don Henley solo. Don solo. Henley. You're right. Don Henley. Okay. Anywho, Jimmy, let's do talk um, Jordan Addison here for a second. Jordan Addison, the uh, Blitnikoff winner from Pittsburgh. Look, he doesn't have Kenny Pickett anymore. Uh, he's at Pittsburgh, which is not exactly a haven for college football. Although, it's, here's the thing about the Pitt Panthers. They don't have a lot of dudes that end up going in the pros, it feels like. And But the dudes that do go to from Pittsburgh are Larry Fitzgerald, are um, Aaron Donald, are right. – uh, uh, who was the famous linebacker whose name's escaping me for some Hugh reason? Green. Hugh Green. Um, Tony, Tony Dorsett. Dor- Tony Dorsett. Dan Marino. <laughs> Dan Marino. They've had some dudes. Now, yeah. they, they're, like they they're have- few and far between. Right. It's like they're two guys, whoever their two best players are, yeah. as good as anybody in the sport. But uh, yeah. player three through 85, they're not going to be quite as good. Um, but anyway, so what are you hearing about Jordan Addison? A lot of people are excited about him, and he was throwing apparently with Bryce Young. But, boy, i got to yeah. tell you, it's hard for me to be optimistic about this. That's exactly right. I mean, I think, look, it's a thing. It's a thing. If he's throwing to Bryce Young and, 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 and there's a report, you know, Pete Golding is following him on Twitter and, 
Look, it's clear there is some, and he's in the portal. So Alabama's free to talk to him and he's free to talk to Alabama. This is literally what you folks wanted. He is a free agent, which means he can have a conversation with anyone he wants. I'm sure there's a conversation with Alabama, but I think, I think there's too much optimism and, and I believe he's going to sign with Southern Cal. And, and, and while I think yesterday there was a lot of excitement about who he was throwing the ball to, well, Bryce Young goes home. This is between semesters, right? I mean, we're, we're done with the spring. Summer hasn't started. May is the month that almost all of our players go home. There's less football activity in May than any other month with our football program. That's the same for everybody. So everybody's either home, uh, most likely they're, they're home or with friends or whatever, but, but Bryce is home. Uh, he's in LA. Jordan Addison is also in LA. Well, there's a school located in Los Angeles that Addison has been connected to. <laughs> I think the story here is Addison's in LA, not Addison is throwing a football with Bryce. And, and, and I think Alabama fans, we made a little too much of that uh, yesterday. Uh, and not enough of the fact that they're, they're throwing in L.A., which is the school that reportedly is offering him a million dollars or two million dollars. And, and, you know, not scoop here, but let's be honest, uh, the people that listen to this podcast follow Alabama sports every day. And we had on Philip Stutz from High Tide Tradition just yesterday. Have any of y'all ever heard one time that Alabama is offering some kids seven figures to sign with Alabama. Has, has anyone ever heard that? Has anyone ever heard that from a credible source? Has anyone heard it from a non-credible source? So, <laughs> you know, no. So I, I, I think Addison is going to sign with one of these programs that operate their NIL differently than Alabama. And Philip Stutz talked about this yesterday. He didn't talk about Addison. He's not going to talk about specific players, but uh, you know, the rumors are Addison is going to sign with a, 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 an NIL deal that's going to offer him a whole lot of money, similar to the Nico Imaliva play, uh, uh, I, you know, kid up at Tennessee. So I, I don't think this is going to be Alabama, but anything can happen because conversations continue. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about transfer portal stuff. This time we'll move over to the basketball world. We're going to talk about Jared Lucas. Uh, but right now I want to tell you about Built Bar. These things are absolutely delicious and nutritious. I tried to figure out how to get around this. I have not figured out how to put this uh, graphic up in a way so that it can block Jimmy and me, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's there and you can see it. It's Built Bar. Summer is coming and with summer you're going to need Why are you painting your nails? Was I? Are you painting your nails? What are you talking about? On the oh, I see. <laughs> I got you. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. People who are listening to the podcast will have no idea what you're oh. talking about. People who are watching oh. it might have an idea what you're There's talking about. There's a photo of a painted nail, a thumbnail, holding up a built bar, and it made it appear like Luke was doing this because we well, know he's got a built. We know he's got a built bar in hand. That is true. And what this should tell you is that Built Bar is good for men or women, and they are delicious. They're nutritious. They're scrub delicious. Uh, they're perfect snack. Take with you on family vacations. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. You should try their puffs, too. They are also covered in chocolate. It's a protein-infused marshmallow. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off that order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off that order at Built.com. 
see if they can take this off. I did. Um, <clears throat> all right. Jordan Lucas, Jimmy, um, on yep. three, he's been on top of this cat for a while. Jared Lucas. Done, of course. But, um, Jared Lucas. What did I Jordan. say? You Jordan, because we're talking about Jordan because we're talking about Jordan Addison. That's true. Jared Lucas. Uh, so Jared Lucas uh, from Oregon State. And you've mentioned in this podcast before, he's the all-time leading scorer in the state of California high school basketball history, which is an amazing feat. I mean, that's something, God, if, if he can't just at least get a get a free drink at a bar for that uh, when he turns <laughs> old enough. Um, what are you hearing about Alabama and uh, George, uh, Jared Lucas? You know, yesterday, as, uh, he's, he's down to Alabama and Nevada per on three sports. Uh, those are the two finalists. Yesterday, when I initially heard that, you know, I had initial optimism uh, because it's like, who would choose Nevada over Alabama? Because I'm a, a, you know, a, a diehard Alabama fan and I see the world uh, through my crimson colored glasses, right? So I'm like, who would choose Nevada over over Alabama, but it ends up, you know, maybe someone would choose Nevada over Alabama if they lived on that side of the continent, it ends up. Um, I, I, I think now this is going to be Nevada. That's my my best guess. Uh, I do not know that. Uh, this isn't from sources close to the program. This is uh, things I have gathered from various sources and, and what I believe. I, I think it's going to be Nevada. And, and in terms of why, uh, two reasons stand out to me. I mean, in terms of logic, number one, uh, once he left Oregon State, he was interested in five programs. Four of those programs were on the West Coast and only one was not, which is Alabama. So that indicates to me this kid had a preference for, for staying close to home. Secondly, uh, let's be honest, Alabama at this, this position, he plays the two guard, right? So he could play the two or the three. Well, Alabama's got Namari Burnett, uh, Alabama's got Brandon Miller coming in to play a wing position. Darius Miles is returning. Alabama signed Ryland Griffith out of the uh, uh, high school ranks, who's a, who's a good two guard. Uh, then Alabama's going to have three point guards. Sometimes you, you try to get two of those on the court at the same time. And, and with Jaden Bradley and Javon Quinterly joining expected starting point guard Mark Sears, it's not that Alabama's crowding him out. It's just that hey, if this kid wants to play 37 minutes and jack up 22 shots, maybe he's got a better chance of that happening at Nevada. Uh, you know, at Alabama, he's no doubt going to have to share the ball uh, and share minutes. So in terms of like, why would anybody choose Nevada over Alabama? Closer to home plays a bigger role. Uh, that's that, that to me would be my answer. But uh, my guess today is Nevada, but uh, – I don't have that from a source close to the program. So much like Jordan Addison, I'm not telling anybody to forget it or flush it. I'm just saying, hey, if you want my guess based on what I know, uh, I think Addison to USC and uh, and Lucas to Nevada. Having said that, do you think where do you think Alabama would turn in the transfer portal basketball wise? I don't think Alabama's going to give up just yet. I think they're going to continue to look at who's available. Uh, and, and worst case scenario in the whole world, uh, they've got 11 guys. And it's not like you can't play with 11, uh, particularly when all 11 look like pretty good players. Uh, I, I mean, last year, Alabama's rotation was basically nine, nine or 10 guys at the highest. Most of the year, they played eight guys. So you could probably go into the season with 11, uh, with Javon Quinterly being that 11th guy. Uh, and I don't think that would put you at significant disadvantage. But my feeling is 
just to fill out the roster and make sure you have enough bodies to practice. I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama went in the portal and signed a couple of seniors that would soon cycle out that would literally be scout team guys. Uh, not every guy you sign it has to be the star of the team. So, uh, you know, Alabama would have a few options, but I wouldn't be surprised if you went and got, hey, you know, where, where, where do we need help to get through practices? All right, Jimmy, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, I want to talk about a couple of other transfers that uh, affect Alabama one way or the other. I want to talk about, uh, is it Zaylin Worsham? Is that how you say it? I, see, I know it's Zay because I think that's his nickname is Zay, right? So it must oh, be yeah. Zaylin. Well, I, I quit worrying about it. When he decommitted from Alabama, he two years ago he was committed to Alabama. He's, he probably committed to Alabama three years ago, um, and was committed yep. for quite some time. And I think that it was uh, sort of a mutual "let's both move on from one another" type of thing, where he was at Hewitt Trustville as a wide receiver. He was there at the same time, I think, as Javarius Johnson, who's now at Auburn, uh, as uh, Paul Tyson, the quarterback. Alabama. Um, Huh? I think Malik, Malachi Moore might Malachi have been. Malachi was there. Also, um, I guess, was Hunter Osborne there? But it may be really young. He might have been really young. Pierce Quick was there. Pierce Quick. And then the running back, whose name escapes me, that's at Auburn now, he just got a scholarship. Uh, and, and then the, uh, Armani Goodwin, who's at right. LSU, right? Um, yeah, that was a pretty loaded – that was a loaded high school team right there. It was. So, Worsham, um, he committed to Alabama pretty early. And then he ends up decommitting again. I think it was sort of a mutual parting of the ways. And he ends up at Miami, been there a couple of years, hadn't done much of anything. Um, but he's going to transfer now back to Auburn. And I just find it interesting because he does have the Alabama tie. Um, and now he's he's there. And also I just find it interesting that Auburn's starting to get some Hewitt Trustful dudes uh, almost in droves. And then there's another guy in Brew McCoy that Alabama was tied to for some time during recruiting. He ended up, I think he signed with Texas and then he transferred to USC or vice versa. It's hard to even keep up, but I think he transferred to USC. And then now he's transferring to Tennessee. So he's going to be at Tennessee. Uh, this was a five-star kid. A lot of people thought he was a top 10 player in the country a couple years ago. Um, I just find that interesting that, uh, you know, these are some transfers that are going to be playing for teams that Alabama goes up against. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, man, if and it's a shame. I, I caught myself just this morning thinking of this. I can't wait to get my hand in about three weeks on Lindy's so I can sit down with something in my hand and read who's on whose roster. And, and I'm looking forward to that while at the same time understanding that this is being printed as we speak and the shit's going to change between now and then and certainly before the fall. So it's not going to do me 100% good, uh, but, but it will be comfortable like a, like a security blanket that kids have. I mean, it'll be like, well, can I pretend like these are the final rosters? <laughs> but it, it is hard to keep up with who is where and who's going to have what player. And, man, this, this, I hope this madness comes to an end. I don't know how in the world it is. I, I really don't. I don't know how you stop right. it. I, and we can all keep talking about this and hope it goes back to this and hope it goes back to that. I just don't see how you stop it. And, you know, it is very difficult for guys. You know, um, 
one thing I was thinking about was, and I meant to ask Philip Stutz about this, is how much harder this makes a coach's job. Look, Nick Saban is is a cyborg, and he's the, the a unicorn riding a leprechaun. We've all said that before, right? I don't know if we've all said that, but we said something like it. He's very unique. And um, so he can handle it. But I almost pity some of these coaches who have to um, recruit, they have to coach, they have to scheme, they have to keep up with who's going to class, they have to keep up with whoever's got, gotten in trouble with the law, no matter how small it is recently. They have to keep up, you know, have to be a counselor from times with guys' girlfriends or baby mamas or whatever, um, and, and family issues. They have to – and then now they have to recruit their own players back to their own team or reach out to guys who are in the transfer portal who are very, very good and in hopes that they want to come to their school because if they don't go to their school, they might go to a rival. It, it is really too much to keep up with. And on top of that, you got to face the press. you got to have a family life in there somewhere. Um, you also have to have a mistress snuck in there somewhere. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you do. You should have to. That's a rule. Uh, this is way I, I mean, no one's ever going to listen to me, but I think kids, once they sign, I think that uh, a, a solution to this is whoever you sign with out of high school or junior college or wherever you're going, you have to be there for three years before you can transfer without penalty. You're free to go. It's not prison. You're free to transfer after year one, before year one, before. You don't have to wait the whole three years to transfer, but you have to sit out. If you transfer in those first three years, then fine. If somebody's like, my, mom, my mom's sick and I need to go home, fine. You can go home. No waivers. Go home. But you have to sit out. There's nothing wrong with the redshirt year anyway. we got to start getting it through kids' heads that redshirt years help them no matter who it is. And, and sitting out generally just means a redshirt year for most kids. So, hey, if, if you, you go anywhere you want, but you have to sit out. Now, if you if you put in three years, which means you've made significant progress towards graduation. If you've been there three years, fine, you can go somewhere and not sit out. I mean, that, that that's that's the way I think it should be. Though I'm I, sure no one will listen you. to me. I'm with you on all this. Um, and again, I I don't think, like you said, it's it's not like going to prison. And um, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to transfer to a junior, I guess you could play. Um, yep. Or, and I'm all for this, that your that your sit-out year, as long as you haven't burned your redshirt year, can be your redshirt year. You know, you yeah. don't lose a, a year of eligibility or whatever. No, no. If, just, you, if you have that redshirt year, your sit-out year is just your redshirt year. Now, if you've redshirted where you went and then sit out, then, yeah, you, you do lose a year of eligibility. But that all needs to be factored into your decision. Do I want to leave here so bad? then I'm willing to burn a year. And if your conditions and situation is so bad that you hate it, then who cares if you burn a year, if it's that bad, you know, if yeah. it's that bad. And that that's just the way it should be. And, and the main reason I want it is just literally for graduation purposes. Uh, these kids and all the transfer and the moving around, it, it just really hurts their chances of, of actually graduating while they're playing football. You know, and I'm so tired of the, well, it's, it's anti-American thing. Everybody should have freedom of choice. You know, I, I look at it kind of like, really, the Detroit Lions, if I were the Detroit Lions, I'd say, I don't want to play Green Bay anymore. 
Well, you got to play them. They're on your schedule. Well, I don't want to. I, it's my choice not to play them. I want to play another team. I would like to play the. Uh, I would like to play the New York Islanders. Well, they don't even play your sport. Even more reason to want to play them. I think we can beat them, and that's my choice. You know, I know that I'm being hyperbolic. My point is that everybody's so hung up right now on make, giving all this freedom that we forget we do need rules as a society. And, and, exactly. and it's okay to have rules in, in your sport. Or just have a system. And guess what? It's going to be imperfect. It's yeah. going to be imperfect. Very few systems in this world are perfect. It's going to be imperfect. There's going to be flaws. There's going to be problems. But you just do the best you can keeping the kids first. But it, what's it, going on now, which was supposedly keeping the kids first, is it? I mean, is it really? I mean. And I'm so tired of, of the, the fairness talk. I mean, look, there are rules all the time that um, d d make things less fair. I mean, the 24-second clock helps teams with more talent and better shooters. You know, if you are, if, if everybody loved Hoosiers. Uh, they could just sit around in four corners at mother if they wanted to, because they didn't have a shot clock, but you know, it made the game boring. So we, we, uh, we adjusted, we adapted. And um, I think that we have to look at this and go, okay, there are going to be some sacrifices by everybody here. And, and I'm, again, I'm kind of tired of everybody saying, well, the coaches have been able to do it. Yeah, but the coaches do also have to uproot their entire families. I mean, it's not like it's super easy to do what the coaches do. And so they are also adults. I exactly. Why are we comparing the situation of a 55-year-old man who makes seven figures, who's a professional adult working a career, and we're saying that, that an 18-year-old who's in school, who's in the 13th grade, should have the same exact work situation. That's like, I mean, when you go to a Fortune 500 company, is the person working in the mailroom, does he have the exact same work situation as the CEO up in the penthouse office? No, no. And, 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 or, or does the college work intern, which is what all these kids are, does the college work intern have the same employee rights as the senior vice president? No, but somehow we decided as a society that the kids should be treated, the 18-year-olds should be treated the same way as the 58-year-old coaches. What the world is that? It's insane. Well, I love the fact that you're so passionate about it as you're getting closer and closer to the screen. I, I'm I do think it's time for a facial. <laughs> well, we do not have HD technology here at Locked On White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody would get that joke, but it's uh, no, it's only me and you that get it. It says, uh, and, and once again, we explain to people on our screen. It says "Locked On White Sox" because we share a uh, restream studio with the uh, good people at Locked On White Sox. All right, all right, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Bama. We'll be back uh, very shortly with another episode. But until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide. <laughs>